Sit back and relax while I listen to Trent Kicker's podcast. I'm Dave, and along with my co-hosts Stan and Steve, we're going to take you all down the world of miniature wargaming. On tonight's episode, we're going to continue our deep dive through the Horus Harris scene. Tonight we're on the 12th Legion, so we're going through the World Eaters. Just before we're going to discuss every facet of them, we are going to be doing the Primarchs later, and the Rights of War is going to be a separate release. Now, if you're listening to the podcast form of this, the Rights of War videos have started coming out on YouTube first because for the podcast, rather than just flood it with tons of them at once, I'm going to probably pull those together or at least pull a few together, maybe Traitor and Loyalist. I haven't decided exactly how I want to do that, but I figured that might be a spot where I don't want to have tons of unnumbered items as well. So if you do want to listen to the ones we've done so far, they are available on the YouTube. Um, also, just asking now for anyone who does happen to watch listen or anything like that likes share subscribes all that kind of stuff really does help us we've had a whole lot of growth lately we've been recording a whole lot more often we've been getting a lot of both good traction and been really enjoying ourselves with what we've been doing and the feedback has been pretty good um as always feel free to reach out if you have any thoughts otherwise um now on to the show all right, and we are back at it again with another Legion for Horse Heresy. We got through the first half. We went back and did the recordings for the Rights of War, which are actively being put out as we speak. And now we're on to the back half. So tonight's episode, we're going to go through the 12th Legion, World Eaters. Um, for anyone who is new, just starting to listen to us here, we're going to go through everything about them. We are going to skip Primarchs for the time being. We will go back and we'll discuss all the Primarchs and, and that sort of thing at a later point. Also, the Rights of War is going to be a separate video. In the beginning, we weren't doing them just due to time for how long some of these recordings were. And we don't want to mix up the way in which we are putting out the content currently. So we're going to keep doing it that way. Now, where we're going to start then is a little bit of the fluff. Now, as a, a sort of caveat to this, um, we always discuss ahead of time who wants to talk about the fluff, who either knows about them, remembers something cool about them, or is is more interested than the others. For this particular Legion, it seemed none of us knew that that much about it. So the bits I'm going to mention, I'll talk about them. But the bits I'm going to mention are more from um, what's in the main rulebook. I do remember one particular other story that I read, and I'll talk a little bit about that. But otherwise, we'll take it mostly from main book just to kind of give a very brief overview of these guys um all right so for the world leaders they were originally known as the warhounds that was a name given to them by the emperor um, essentially as they were building up and mustering their numbers um they were held back a lot the emperor really held them back during the unification wars and all um some of the belief is that they were held back to make sure he had you know sort of the hammer to strike back in case some in some way there were start they would falter in the wars or anything like that um but because of this he um because of how uh, tenacious and courageous and just almost to an extent bloodthirsty although they don't they don't necessarily describe it that way in the beginning but it's sort of a lesser form than the blood angels had of that um he called them the warhounds um they Oh, yeah. Actually, in the second line, they talk about them being bloodthirsty, although um, I always had a feeling that, or at least from the parts that I read, it always seemed like more like when Angron came back, that became bigger issue with them or a bigger facet to them. In the beginning, I mean, they were always about, you know, trial by combat, close combat, you know, 
you can have tons and tons of vehicles that's fine but you have those vehicles to get you into close combat you know we bring tanks because we might need to break down the wall so we can get inside and fight everyone there and that was sort of their tactic they had little concern for any devastation destruction or losses on their side or the enemies in any way um we fast forward to when they find angron um and dan you said you knew a good bit about him so i'll have you talk yeah, about that so, in a moment yeah, yeah. so angron is a very interesting character and i dare say and this is maybe controversial but i dare say he's probably one of the more tragic characters in the horus heresy by far um Angron, of course, lands on a world, as they all did. Um, but instead of finding either a loving father or just really any parental supervision whatsoever, essentially Angron gets made into essentially a gladiator where he fights in the fighting pits. Um, that's also where he gets the very infamous um, nails. Um, the nails are basically these... You can actually look at it in the in the Angron model, and also in the new model that's coming out, uh, the demonized Angron. But it essentially looks like almost tentacles coming out of the back of his head. They're basically hooked up to his... Um, I forgot what part of the brain it is. It actually goes into detail. Um, but essentially, it, it gives you extreme amounts of pain unless you're fighting. So, it, it's kind of... Yeah. You need to be fighting all the time. Yeah, it mentions um, in the book for the butcher's nails that you know it, it makes them better fighters, more bloodthirsty. But it means they actually take no joy or, or anything like that unless they're actively in combat. That's yeah, the only it, way that they yeah. get peace. Um. So the big thing with him is that he actually led a gladiatorial uprising, very much like Spartacus. Um. And during this uprising, the emperor actually came to him and said, "Hey, listen." You know, you're my son. I have a whole legion for you. And Angron goes, no, I want to fight with my brothers. I want to fight with, you know, my gladiators. I want to get peace. So in the final battle, uh, as he's charging forward with his, um, with his brothers, the Emperor says, nah, screw that. Teleports Angron back onto his ship. And Angron just basically watches all of his brothers die. <laughs> it's, it's, and that kind of almost starts the end for Angron because... For a very long time, he was in the ship, and um, his legions wanted to meet their father, but every time they sent someone in there to uh, to meet with him or talk with him, he would just kill them, rip them apart. Um, and I think it was Karin, the first one, that kind of got to him yeah. um, to kind of understand him. Um, and it, it, the reason I say he's a tragic figure is because the nails are kind of, one, kind of warped his personality, obviously. But I... And I'm a Custodes player, so this is going to hard, be hard to say, but I'm also a Dark Mechanic player, so fuck the Emperor. Um, the Emperor taking him off of that battle when he was charging with his brothers, I think is one of the biggest, dumbest, defining moments of, like, really stupid, not writing, but, like, just in terms of the Emperor, not thinking ahead. Um, because Angron uses that kind of shame, almost, in, and he turns it into anger towards the Emperor. So anyway, just kind of little bits about Angron. Yeah, I, I remember... Uh, now, at the time I had, I can't remember what story it was. I remember I listened to an audiobook, the part where, you know, he's essentially in the belly of the ship, killing anyone from his legion who comes forward uh, yep. until he finally talks. I'm pretty sure I, I, I agree with that. I think it's Karn, and I don't think Karn was necessarily alone at that moment with him but they were able to 
make him realize like, no, we, you know, we essentially idolize you. Like you're going to be our leader. We, you know, we're your new group and in, in, in clan or anything like that, you know? Um, so he ends up putting the butcher's nails, a form of that into his legion. It takes a bit. Um, they have to end up figuring out how to do it correctly. But once they do all new recruits get it and any past recruits who want it, who are willing to go through it are able to do that as well. And that just, you know, turns up their ferocity and makes it, as you mentioned, Dan, that it was very easy to sway them to Horus. Although, even without that, even if, say, he let him fight and Angron lives through the fight and everything like that, I don't think the end result would have been much different at all. I don't think there was a chance he was going to side with the Emperor on any of it. Um, you, you, so you think it was the nails? That kind I of think it was, I, yes. Although, Ooh, right. I will also say, you know, the, the legions show a bit of their Primarch, obviously. And they show a decent bit of that to an extent before they even meet their Primarch. Before they met Angron, it's not like, you know, they weren't already kind of the world eaters that you see. He kind of turned them up to 11, but they were already sitting at an 8 and a 9. So, you know, it. it I remember reading about it. You know, he obviously, he's, I think, the first one um, during the massacre who goes down to actually, you know, kill any of the loyalists left and specifically um, his legion who was staying loyal. I remember reading all about that. So I don't, I, I think maybe he wouldn't have been the first one to sign up, but I don't think he wasn't going to take uh, Horus aside. I think that was essentially going to happen, assuming the heresy happens. Like he wasn't instrumental in making it happen. And I think just for who he was and what position he was in, it was going to be a guarantee for him. Oh, I will say, robbing him of his battle, or like, I, I, and I remember, like, I it's so. This was, of course, long ago when I read the book. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. God, that book came out years ago in the pre-COVID times. <laughs> but um, I remember very like what really stuck with me was he wasn't angry. He wanted to stay and die there. Yeah, he want not even die, but he just no, wanted. He, he, he wanted oh, to. Want okay. He wanted to fight with them, and he he figured. It, I, from what I remember reading, it was more of like I'm going to stay. We're probably all going to die there. You know, it wasn't necessarily like to win; it was to yeah. be together and fight that fight. You know, I always had one of those like what if scenarios. I hate what if scenarios, and my kids always ask me like what if scenarios in his in my history class. And it was like I don't fucking know. Um, but there is a what if scenario in my head. Like, let's say he does have the uh, butcher's nails, but I've always wondered what it, what would have happened had the emperor like helped him in the fight. You know, beam down his legion to help his warriors. I wonder if that would have because Angron, for anything, Angron was still not. I shouldn't say loyal, but he was honorable. Angron was still honorable. You know what I mean? Maybe to some extent at that point. Yes, but I mean, I'll put it this way: technically, Kurz is 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 fighting for justice. I mean, he's flaying the skin of his enemies. But you know what I mean? Like to a certain point, he was still honorable. So it's just it's it's very interesting. I don't know. It's always one of those what if things. Like I always wondered what would have happened had the emperor just kind of did that. Uh, they don't uh, they don't write what ifs for this. This isn't Marvel, so they don't go into that because. I, certain things like that would be interesting. I mean, we can always do a separate discussion one day if we if we want when we've read up a bit more to discuss 
sort of potential changes and things that could happen. Um, yeah, it's always put like, um, it's always put like a little kind of smile on my face, like you know, well, that's interesting. Anyway, yeah. just a little side note. <laughs> All right, so let's get on to their trade. Who wants to take the trade? I don't I know. Do. This is a it's a really heavy trade. Oh, There's so a many, lot of words here. Steve. So complicated. I, I, know, I always I know. hate when people do that when they always do the. Uh, <laughs> And not even burying the lead, but the like, I'm gonna say stuff that's the opposite of the thing. I don't know why. Really? That's a pet peeve. Oh, yeah. that's interesting. Huh. I, I don't mind it in all things, but especially when I listen, because uh, there's other podcasts I listen to, obviously. I listen to, I don't know, a couple dozen a week. But on, on one of them, I'm not gonna name names, but one of them, they do that. And I'm always like, but why? Just, just like talk about it. Like, we all know what you're gonna to say. Be fair, You're aware. Well, to be fair, because I played games with you, you know. I've played games with you, uh, 30K, and you are you do tend to be very literal sometimes. So, no, no, that's true. That is true. I can see oh, that. No, I'm a reasonably literal person, but also, yeah. like, I don't know why. For some reason, that always was a thing with me. That's interesting. All right, so who wants that's to actually take weird. this thing? Anyway, Steve, okay, go ahead. I'll, I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. There you go. So world leaders are very simple to understand what yeah. their legion trait is. If you charge successfully, you get one extra attack. That's that it. counts even no, if no, disordered, no, which is big. Yeah, yes. Even if disordered. Even yep. if disordered. That's very Which important. means if it's ordered, you're getting two extra attacks. If you don't have rules such as rage, if you're disordered, you're still getting plus one. Yeah. So it's just a flat plus one attack when you charge, which is really nice. Yeah, so, so if you're disordered, you still get the plus one. If you make a normal charge, you're at plus two. Very simple. Very nice. Um, it's, it's funny. I will mention, um, I love, um, there's a player at our store, right? Who plays world leaders. And I always laugh because he, we got to sit there and make sure that he has the right amount of attacks. Cause it, it, he's shortchanged himself before. Right. Yeah. So we'll be like, all right, three attacks. All right. One for the charge. All right. One for the Legion. All right. One for the right of war. Like we have to one for double. <laughs> so we have to sit there and be like, all right, okay. This dude's got seven attacks. It's just really funny. (laughs) These guys, as we go through them, it's going to be clear. They have one purpose. They have one aim. Uh, We've talked about allegiance. Like when we went, we went through like Emperor's Children, like, oh, okay. Hey, their trait really leads them towards this. The reaction kind of leads them towards this. So you can see an aim, but you could branch out these guys as we read through more and more. And as I've read through more and more, no, they kind of have like one thing. Not so open-ended. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, Not much more we can say about that. That's, you know, very no, useful. You're going to want to charge, and you will be charging. They they get a little bit more out of their war gear section that builds on this, but yes. yeah, yeah. The, the trait itself exceptionally straightforward. And their advanced reaction is really good. All right, why don't you talk about their advanced reaction? Absolutely. Then? Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. So, obviously, the advanced reaction only can be done by world leaders and once a game. So, uh, once per battle during the opponent's shooting phase. When the enemy unit clears a shooting attack targeting a friendly unit with the infantry unit type under the reactive player control with the Legion of Stardust World Eater special rule, all models in the reacting unit gain the five up feel no pain special rule against all wounds afflicted as part of the shooting attack that triggers this reaction. If the reacting unit already has a version of this feel no pain special rule, then this is not stacked to increase the rule. So you get five up, flat five up. Uh... Or you can, I should point out, or you may choose to use any feel no pain special rule available. Yeah, so you if you want to one. use a six up, well, if you want to use a better one, I'm trying to think of what, oh, I guess if you're on an objective with an apothecary, 
Yes. With like tactical marines. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, once the shooting attack has been completely resolved, the reacting unit may make a charge, following all the normal rules for charging, targeting the enemy unit that made the shooting attack. Cough, cough. This is what was missing from Emperor's Children. The enemy unit may not make a reaction to this charge. So, essentially, the, the too long didn't hear is you get shot. You declare this reaction, you get a five-up feel-no-pain against any wounds inflicted, and then you may immediately make a charge. Um, I will say that essentially this is almost, almost a, um, wor- uh, not a word-for-word, but almost uh, a, a, a almost copy of uh, the Raven Guard reaction, where instead of, you know, feel-no-pain, you get shrouded. Um, it's shrouded four-up, which is different. Um, but this this is really cool. I love this. You get shot, uh, you get a final feel no pain, and you get a charge out of this in their shooting phase. Um, it doesn't get better than that. I, I can't think of any like downsides to this. No, your advanced reactions don't often have downside. It's whether or not they, how well they fit, or how well they you. do, and what they do I, for you. They're usually yeah. never bad. I would say. Yeah, I can't think of any way this would like not fit the world eaters like this is just i get shot i go forward but i feel no pain it's just amazing yeah the one thing in this one to notice compared to the other shooting phase reactions is this one does say when you were declared uh, essentially as the target so it's not after you hit see how many because like the um what's the reaction's name for the shrouded i just called shrouded <laughs> Yeah, the, the base reaction that gives you shrouded. That one is done essentially after you've failed saves, but before guys start getting removed. So you essentially, you have an idea of how bad it is. This, you are declaring when someone targets you. But since you're going to be charging afterwards, it honestly, the first part is nice. It's the being able to charge afterwards. That's probably the big thing because then you're not going to take an overwatch later on your turn or have them charge you where then you don't get your bonus. So the feel no pain is, is a very useful part, but you're probably using this because you're in a decent position to charge. So but that, that's an important distinction to make off of the wording, of course, and they could always change wording. Yeah. Oh, so it's just, um, I, I've, I've had this used against me multiple times. Um, and, it, you know, it, it's funny, too, because, you know, the assault marine, the humble, humble assault marine, um, you know, it's two attacks, strength four, weapon skill four, moves pretty fast, but really not the biggest threat on the battlefield. We haven't talked about chain axes yet, but you take, you take, you know, that same assault marine, toss him with a chain axe, add this rule to him, because now he gets a plus two to the charge, I believe, right? Can I do the, that movement chart? Right? Why would he have additional movement? Oh, oh, because of, um, of his jump pack you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. So it's plus. So now he, he's plus two with a chain axe, getting a whole bunch of attacks. Like this, this pumps up assault marines to very, actually, very scary levels of. of it's a no, get out of here. I'm, no, I'm trying to remember. I don't have the chart. In I'm pretty sure 14's the plus three. Is 14 the plus three? Does the, is so. the chart spread out more later? Oh, yeah, here that's it is. Really oh, no, plus here. two. You're right. Yeah. 11 and 12. Oh, that's why it's eight to out. 10 is the one. Yeah, yeah. 11 and 12 is a two. Fun fact, I because we're gonna be talking about right of wars now with uh, world leaders. One of the rights of war, I believe, adds another dish, uh, initial inch to this charge as well. 
so we'll just, find out in a separate <laughs> video when we talk about it. Yeah, we'll talk about it in a separate video. But um, I'm almost certain that there is that right of war that does that. So it's just, yeah, no, this is a great advanced reaction. And it plays so well to their Legion. Yeah. All right. Well, that was uh, simple to talk about because they're just nice and straightforward. We can get to these uh, Warlord traits. Does anyone have one in particular they want to talk about? Oh, they all look cool. I just talk, so someone else take the first one. I'll tackle Blood Hunger, hunger okay. since it's been kind of quiet. Right, so, uh, Blood Hunger. It's the traitor-only um, warlord trait for the Legion. The other two are, are open to others, but Blood Hunger. A warlord of this trait gains a bonus wound whenever a melee attack it has made causes an enemy model to be removed as a casualty. This may raise the model's wound score above its starting value but no higher than six wounds. In addition, a warlord with this trait in a unit it's joined must declare a charge in any of the controlling player's assault phases where there's an enemy unit within 12 inches and line of sight of the warlord or its unit and must always target the closest enemy unit if possible. Furthermore, an army whose warlord has this trait can make an additional reaction during the opposing player's movement phase as long as their warlord has not been removed as a casualty. So essentially, your, your warlord... He's he's charging shit all the time. Whatever's closest, he's gonna grab it, rip it apart. And if he does so successfully, he's getting another wound. ABC always be charging. Yeah. Fun fact: I know we talked about this recently, but uh, I know one of my friends uses this. He he uses he plays um world leaders called Fury of the Legion. The world leaders, but he plays uh, the right of war with the dreadnoughts. Um, Fury of the Ancients. Fury of the Ancients. I was just thinking about that. No, I was no, he just abuse. thinking about that. So he does play this. Um, and he doesn't abuse it. He doesn't take like nine contemptors. But he literally only uses this warlord trait in Fear of the Ancients to get the one warlord contemptor. I think he just takes two more after that. Um, he takes the one warlord contemptor with blood hunger. Um, and it's the funniest thing in the world. <laughs> oh, it's a way to heal it up. Because it wouldn't Terrifying. be able to gain any extra wounds above its... Starting because it, the max is six know, and it's it, at yeah, six, it up, but it can heal. Yeah, it, it, it has eternal warrior and it's healing. So yeah, mm -hmm. yeah that's nuts. That's fun. Um, yeah, it was as, fun. as the player, well, no, it wasn't, it wasn't bad because again, he doesn't he doesn't take like nine contemptors and True. three leviathans or whatever. He takes only three contemptors at all times because that's all he owns. But um, yeah. he just he he literally takes fury of the ancients. Just for this warlord trait, just for his contemptor, and it's been fun. Like his contemptor has died before, obviously, to just mass fire. But it's really funny because I think at one game I saw him, it was like on one or two wounds, and he just cleaves through a unit and gains wounds back. It was hilarious. Yeah, because notice it, it's it's not limited to once per phase or turn or anything like that. It's when you kill someone, you can go up to up wounds to a max of six. So if you can kill multiple things and you're really injured, yeah, you gain all your wounds back. Oh, yeah. It was, it was such a cool thing to see. And I, it was neat. That was like a neat usage of the tree. Yeah. Um, but uh, so stupid question, because, of course, I play mechanical and I have no idea. How many How wounds does a Praetor have normally? How many wounds does what have? <laughs> I have a real book. How many wounds does a Praetor? Let's say in Cataphractic, because I need to get a wound. Four? Yeah. Cataphractic gets four. Yeah. Essentially, Otherwise, when you get the big three. armors, you get an extra wound is really yeah. the way it works. You know what? I don't mind this as a tra as a warlord trait for like a kind of frac die, because four wounds is not bad, and 
I, I know uh, the other World Eaters player runs the World Eater guy with oh, what's that special weapon? The stupid blades. Um, we'll get to it. Blades. Yeah, I think they're called phallax blades. But he he runs them with like it's either phallax or phallax. I can't remember the name. We'll get to it. But that also is pretty damn good for him, you know. He doesn't run this warlord trait, but it's it's still a pretty cool trait for someone. It's it's just a good trait. Well, I, I, like I think the part you have to keep in mind is this trait is really more for praetors. Like, okay, yeah, you can do it in your Fury of the Ancients on your Contemptor, but that's sort of the outside case, I would say. We definitely <laughs> want to look at this as like, would you want a praetor to have this? Not do you want you know, your like one very particular special army to have? Hold that. on, hold on, hold on. There is a contemptor in the starter box, Dave. It can be that you technically can't. You can't run Fear of the Ancients out of the starter. Oh, you need three. more. Oh, okay, yes. got it. Your compulsory troops have to be contemptors. Ah, oh, God. Yep. So you still need two more contemptors. Yes. I got it. Okay, but I got so excited. <laughs> um, having to charge. I mean, you want to be charging. You do have control over your movement. You have extra movement phase reaction, which is nice. Having to charge, though, especially if they can, you know, if it's better to stay, like, at 13 than get to 11 or 12 inches from a unit if you don't have, say, a lot of bonuses because they're just going to get to potentially shoot you. Your charge probably isn't going to work, and they might walk back. So you have to be careful, I yeah. think, with the fact that you're going to be forced to charge of exactly where you want to position yourself. Um, but overall, overall, I like it. I think it's pretty good. Oh, one interesting. You just brought up something that was yeah. really interesting too. One weird, interesting buff okay. is that if you're playing Alpha Legion, you always have that extra two inches of of free range not to make a free assault. True, or not free because they they always kind of stuff in minus two. Yes. All right. Huh. Uh, Neat. I, I just realized. <laughs> do you want the cloaked in blood or the butcher's claws? I like Butcher's Claws. Right. That sounds cool. I like right, that one. So I'll do Cloth and Blood then, because that's the next one up. Says any model that is not a world leader, it doesn't have the world leader special rule, must reduce its leadership by minus two when it's locked in combat with this warlord or any unit that includes the warlord. In addition, armies who warlord has this trait may make an additional reaction during the important the opposing player's movement phase as long as he's still alive. I Ooh. mean, leadership is huge. You're going to have to be, you, you want to be getting into combat. Your army is going to be getting into combat. That is its entire goal. So already putting them on lower leadership, assuming you win the combat and you're getting extra attacks, you, you hopefully should. You shouldn't be going into something where you're going to lose. But assuming you're going to win, already at an extra minus two means even if you barely beat them in the combat, it's going to be much easier to make them fail. Um this is interesting okay. okay so check this out mm -hmm. so it's not fear right it's like a fake fear it is fake yeah it's fear, fear would stack with this no, it's, but it's also can't be like if you're fearless this still I think uh, fearless just ignores fear no, fear, um, fearless fearless take is morale. auto pass morale yeah you wouldn't okay. take so the morale but here's the fun part if I'm not mistaken concussive is taken off of leadership yes this is true are there concussive weapons? I mean, not just world eater weapons. Not in the base melee list, but maybe there is a world eaters one. We'll I'll just check real quick. Let me down for five seconds. No, there isn't. No. All right, never mind then. I got really excited because I was gonna say if you had like a concussive, I don't know. You know, I know thunderhammers aren't concussive anymore. But let's say you had a concussive weapon. This is pretty damn nasty because <laughs> you concuss the entire unit. Let's say you had something that we can't find. Got it. 
Notable though, because I thought they had a concussive weapon. I didn't look down at their weapons yet. That's right. Yeah, but oh man, okay. So that, that makes it it. The other one so far is trader only. I kind of like that one a little bit more. This one, I do like this one. The thing is, um, I kind of see it as you probably don't need the leadership lowering versus the units you're more likely to sweep because you're probably already beating their faces in. And a lot of your tougher units have stubborn or inexorable or something like that. So they're taking, they wouldn't be taking negatives. Would they take it for any of this? How is stubborn actually worded? Stubborn always goes off a of base leadership. What's the actual word? Stubborn ignores leadership modifiers. This does okay, not bypass stubborn. Yeah. But right. it kind of works against psychers. Yes. Oh, it absolutely works against psychers, which is very fitting. That's a route. Okay. That's a wider use that fear doesn't get. So it's something. Yeah. It, no, it's, I didn't even think about psychic weapons. No, you're right. No. Something. Yeah. It's not bad. You're 100 it, 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 It's it's fine. It's just not my favorite so far. We'll see if the butcher's claws is um is yeah. any better. It's it's cool. It's neat. <laughs> all right, butcher's claws. When a warlord with this trait and all models with the Legion of Stardust World need a special rule in a unit that sorry, that's my dog in the background gains a bonus attack from the violence incarnate claws of the Legion of Stardust World Eater. So that's the when they get the bonus attack from their um charging. Their uh, Legion special rule. Yeah. Um they also gain plus one strength for the remainder of that turn. On top of that, you have another you have an extra uh, assault phase reaction. Um as long as you're not removed. That's so ah, much, so that's so much better wants. than cloth and blood. Yeah. This is the one. So funny enough, we have two World Eaters players in the store. One of them runs the Butcher's Claws, and one of them runs the Blood Hunger. And this one's really good, by the way. Sorry, we didn't even comment on this. I like this one. Um, it's one, it's not trader only, so you can be Loyalist World Eaters and still run this. Um, and if you're going to get the plus one attack, you might as well get the plus one strength, because, spoiler alert, when we get to the weapons, the Chain Axe, which they can just kind of take, already has a plus one strength modifier on it. So this becomes plus two strength on the charge, meaning you are strength six, which is, oh, that's spicy against Space Marines, that's spicy against Mechanicum, that's spicy against a lot of things. All right. well, let, let's face it, the, the plus one attack in general is nice. Plus one strength feels, uh, to many extents, almost a bit better because against those units that you're going to have... If you're going against, like, a tax squad, you are going to kill them. I don't care if you have the extra attack or not. They're, they're probably just what dead anyway you with your assault force. No, no, no. Wound from threes to twos is well, still nice. Yeah, so that's exactly what I was going to say. Your plus one attack there isn't really going to be doing you all that much overall. You're probably doing well. But the plus one strength, I think, is the bigger indicator. So, you know... Getting both is obviously a bonus, but being able to get the extra strength now versus equals, because that's where my thought comes in. When I'm charging someone who's reasonably equal to me, when I have my Terminators charging your Terminators, because that's a spot where we can get bogged down or um, a little bit better on, you know, random die rolls might mean you win instead of me. Having the extra strength, being able to wound that much easier I think is going to be what really makes that big difference. So, so the extra attack, very useful. Being also having it at plus one strength, I I don't see wanting. 
if I'm not like a contemptor, I don't see winning anything other than this one. Yep. And I, like I said, I, as a person who plays Mechanicum, this means you now wound pretty much everything on a three, um, and you wound Castellax on a four. Yeah. Or sorry, apologies. I lied. Oh, no, yeah, you go to strand six. No, no, yeah. So you wound Castellax is on a four with Shred, and you wound pretty much everything else in Mechanicum on a three. Yeah. Which is... This, oh. It also... It, the more that you can get wounds through works well and it triggers off of exactly when you want on the turns you charge and your whole goal is to be charging people so it even emphasizes all the more for that unit to be trying to charge because your your warlord unit isn't probably going against a little piddly stuff he wants to go against something heavy so getting the extra strength as well as the extra attack on the charge is going to help make sure you actually get through it yeah um I don't know if you feel any different, Steve, or is that one the clear winner? Because to me, it's the clear winner. I mean, it, it it just plays so nicely into what a world leader is. The Butcher's Clause is kind of a great one to just be like, yep, that, that's the one. Yeah. If, if, if no, I'm like doing the other ones and enjoying it, you know, obviously you can post in the comments on YouTube and all. It's not the others are bad, but that one just feels like you get a, a big, the biggest bang for your buck. With no downside, really. No. Honestly, I would have been fine seeing that one saying that you had to be charging. Honestly, it's World Eaters. I would have been fine if every single one of them said you had to charge constantly because that's fitting. But yeah, there's no downside. You know, all right. So um, as we said, we skipped the rights of war in this video. There will be a video put out. So this is the um, essentially for the Friday, one of the last Fridays in August. When this is coming out a day or so later is the the plan for that for the rights of war so it should be out on that saturday even though this is into the far future it's already out there that takes us to the armory um does anyone have well the first page has three things there's three of us that's well done anyone want to talk about any of it in particular I can take, i'll just take berserkers real Do quick because it. it's like it looks, looks small um so any model with both the independent character and the legion of Stardis world eater rule um, that does not also have the Psyker subtype, no shit, <laughs> may be upgraded to a Berserker for 20 points and gain the Ravening Madman special rule, which increases their... Wait, oh, okay. And increases. So it increases their... Yeah. yeah, and it increases... So it increases their attack characteristic by one for 20 points. And let's read Ravening Madman, since apparently yep, that it. it leads me into that. Any model making a two-wound roll in the assault phase against a unit composed entirely of models with this special rule, so it has to be entirely, it reduces its strength by minus one when determining the score required to wound. This does not affect the attacking unit's strength for the purpose of inflicting instant death. So, okay, so still instant death. Additionally, any two-hit rolls made in the assault phase targeting that unit that includes one or more models the special rule always count as majority weapon skill of the target unit as three. Oh, this is the same okay yeah, keep, i know what this rule is this, uh, oh sorry uh count the majority weapon skill of the target unit as three regardless of the actual weapon skill of the models of the unit so essentially this is how this works i i know the exact unit that has this so any unit that is um attacking a unit or any enemy unit that's attacking your unit that has ravening madmen you reduce the strength by minus one, all right? But it doesn't affect uh, the, the instant death rule. But you, you, you attack a minus one strength on the chart. However, 
you always count as being weapon skill three when being hit at. So you're easier to hit, but you're harder to wound. Yeah. And the. Well, yeah, defensive fighting's for cowards. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Did you read the very last I, line? I, the reason I know is because I know something. That, that's the big thing. That's why it's an upgrade for characters. Yes. So A unit that includes models with a special rule may only be joined... Oh, I assume... Okay. So yeah, you could, uh, a unit with this, uh, models with a special rule may only be joined with models with a special rule or the Primarch. Um, a model with a special rule may not join a unit um, that includes any models without the special rule. Yeah. So once you are a Berserker, you must stick with the Ravening Madmen. Yeah. Or be alone, I guess. But why, why would you be alone? That's really what the, the Berserkers thing is. You get an extra attack, you gain this Ravening Madmen rule, so you can go run around with the Red Butchers. Yep, pretty much. There might be other units that have it, but I know they have it. I'll, yeah, we'll I, go, we'll see. I'll look I think their Special Assault Squad has it as well. Oh, God. Yes. Uh, no, but no, no, they do not. They have different rules. So no. okay. Plus one attack for 20 points, but also getting the ability to be hurt at minus one strength, but always hit on threes. Hmm. And, and and to be able well not always in a yeah, no, and the other big thing is then you're able to join your elite terminator squad which is very useful because yeah. a lot of times that's where you want to put an independent character or some big beefy guy yeah. oh it's cool all right uh trying to picture the math real fast say you're fighting a regular marine squad right yeah. you go from say it's like a, an equivalent unit right it would go from fours and fours to threes and fives yes 75 versus or 25% I podcast, versus I, never have to do math um, this um, podcast. I can't do that math. <laughs> math is hard. Sorry, we got us to we got us to professor 25% right? versus 22%. This is technically a better defense against an equivalent strength unit. Or if you, you know it's hitting itself. Yeah. Um I when you go off of just the pure um so if you're trying to calculate something like this, you have to consider whether or not you technically are requiring an order or not requiring an order because that can change the the way you, you, you calculate a bit of the numbers. This does help you overall. Um, it's not a huge, huge difference. Um, it becomes all the bigger when you start looking at things that aren't sitting straight at marine stat lines like the 4-4 if anything starts branching off of that um say if something is weapon skill five this is huge because they were already hitting you on threes this will make no difference so they're counting as minus one strength they are wounding you much less obviously six are higher then it starts becoming a little bit more of a detriment so it, it helps you in a lot of sort of cases also if they happen to be weapon skill three then it's an even bigger uh, it can be a somewhat bigger boon, of course, but overall, overall, it's useful. It it is good. It's not it's not a detriment unless someone has like a weapon skill. Potentially, could be detriment if they have a really good weapon skill, because then they might be hitting you on twos. And it's kind of, and it's useless if their strength is seven or higher. Yes, yeah. If they, if they have a high strength, so if we're talking about like marine stat line, this helps as you start branching away from that. There's spots where it's a little bit better, and then there's spots where it suddenly becomes useless or even potentially detrimental to you. Uh, I don't feel like going through and uh, doing charts worth of math right now. It's summer. Pick your fights. Yes. Basically. Just pick your fights. Yeah. Um, yeah. Next up, we have uh, Savage Fervor. Any model with chainsword 
can swap it out for Chain Axe for free. What's the difference? You get plus one strength. Yep. So, yeah, you're going to take that option. Yeah. Is that the only... Yeah, that's the that, only that's difference. That's literally All the right. entire yeah, difference. Literally their special thing. Yep. You buy, buy a bunch of Chain Axes. Or beg friends with 3D printers to print a bunch of axes for you. Because this is... Axes are just free. They're free, and they're better than every chain sword you will ever equip. Yeah. All right. Um, when we look at the weapons, how do we pronounce that first word? Kader? Uh, Kadri? Uh, it's Kader. Yeah. It's, no, it's Kader. It has to okay. be Kader. Because it's that's the close to fake All right, I'm gonna go with Kader. Uh, put in the comments below on the YouTube if you think Dan informed me wrong. So, a model with Kader <laughs> weapons may select one of the following weapons um, when it is selected as part of the army. Additionally, any model with either independent character special rule or character subtype and the world leader special rule may exchange a chain sword for one of these Kader weapons for 15 points. So, if you have Kader weapons, you can pick anything here you like. If you're an independent character or a character, for 15 points, you can turn a chain sword into one of these. Um, for units that have... Uh, who actually has... Oh, so like the Rampagers have it. Okay. I figured there had to be a unit that had it. wasn't sure which one it was. So, a few things. They have a Meteor Hammer, plus two strength, AP4. It's melee two-handed, reach, reach one, and breaching five up. So, good strength. Uh, changing it for 15 points... Not too sure that eh, maybe it's straight up better than a power sword. Than yeah. a power sword, you said? Because reach puts you at yeah, because it puts yeah. you at initiative five, and you're breaking through two up saves on a five. True, up. but if you're not getting All fives, everyone's getting their armor. Unless it's something out of damage. Strength six that'll carry you until you're fighting Leviathan. You're going to be wounding on five. Yeah. All right. On side point. Side point. Because it's plus two strength. If you take this, I don't know, plus the Warlord trait will only make you strength seven. Yep, there yeah. you go. Um, yeah. Which yeah. is fives against Leviathan. Yes. Yeah. There's a better weapon down the chain that I like a lot yeah. more. It's not bad. I'm, I'm just not huge on it. Um, the Chainax uh, Escortiator. Chainax, sure. Plus two strength. Uh, AP three, so now you are getting through at least Marine Armor base. It's two-handed. Shred. Murder Strike, 5-up, and Unwieldy. So you are going on Initiative 1. Shred so you can reroll to get those Zesses and Murder Strike on a 5-up. So you're instant death. You're essentially instant death on a 5-up. Um, the only problem with Shred is you get to reroll fails. You don't get the pick. So if I wound you on, let's say, your plus 2 strength, if I'm wounding you on 2s, I'm not getting to choose to reroll the others. Are you sure Shred is only on a... It's only yeah, fails. Shred is fails oh, only. Okay. I would like I would like this weapon more, because Unwieldy also is the other part that hurts a little bit. I would like this weapon more if Shred meant I could reroll whatever I want, because now I could just try to murder strike things down. But Yeah, I agree. It would work against a Dreadnought, oh, right? Yes. The, the... Because it's oh, moving yeah. on fives, yep. which is murder strike, and all the failures you try to get on. So, so great for Dreadnought yes. hunting. That, that's what this <laughs> I'm thing is. I'm glad you mentioned I'm glad you mentioned Dreadnoughts, because in my opinion, because again, the world they just play that I play against runs two of the next weapon, and I think that's more dangerous. 
I'll wait for right. Dave to get away. So, uh, Phallix Blade, and there is a, a little asterisk here. It says, a model that upgrades a chainsword to a Phallix Blade replaces the chainsword with two of them. So, you actually have two of these. It's plus one strength, AP5. And you get plus one. It's melee. It's a specialist weapon, although you have two of them. Rending four up, and it has duelist edge of one. Yep. And the... Rending, rending four up. Plus one attack, rending four is really nice. Yes. Yeah. Because Ren's auto wound. So to give you an idea, the, the guy I play against, um, his Praetor has this, mm-hmm. right? And so the Praetor, of course, starts with three attacks, right? He, he charges he only starts with three. Four. I think Praetor starts with three. Oh, oh. Sure? four? Oh, okay, yeah. so four. I was about to say, yeah. they don't start at three. Oh, okay, so, okay, so it's four, it's four. Starts with four. Um, charges, five. World Eater Legion trait, six. Double Specialist Weapon, seven. And he strengths six because he takes the Warlord trait when he charges. And he just runs on four up, no matter what. At that point, I wouldn't bother with the Warlord trait because your AP5 base just just yeah. take the four up run. You don't need the strength. He took the plus one strength because he knows he plays against me. So that's why he gets up to strength. Yeah. But um, it's not going to help. Not, not on oh, this yeah, guy. Right, it would help on the member yeah. for the rest of the unit. The rest of the unit will gain a bonus with the plus one. True, three. true, true. It's not for this guy. Yeah, the rending yeah, for rending auto damage. Put, wound. put him in a squad of um guys that all have these weapons, and you don't need it. That's anymore. very true. True, but yeah, no. This what I I fear this weapon <laughs> to a heavy degree. As um, you should. Yeah, because like like listen, if you have a prater with four attacks, who gives a shit? Rending four up. When you run, when your prater starts hitting six normal attacks and seven on the charge, sorry, five normal attacks and seven on the charge, that's uh, that's a spicy yeah. boy. I, I'm, <laughs> four rending attacks is still very good. You're just, you you play oh, a sorry. few army, so you know on. most it's, stuff it's attack, has only a few wounds that you might be going against. And I apologize. It's six attacks, eight attacks, because he also gives them berserker as well. Okay. So he has six attacks normally, eight attacks on the charge. All right, one more weapon they got here. They got a barb hook lash. Strength is your user. It's AP5. It's melee. It's two-handed. Flesh bane, so wound on twos, which is nice. Reach one, rending five up. Um, I don't know. Maybe it, maybe it looks cool. I'm, I'm not it's, thrilled it's with rending, that one. Not huh? it's, it's rending five up. Funny enough, I think it's better than the meteor hammer. I think, yeah. it's, better, I think it's better than the meteor hammer. Sure, like, you lose. I the like strength. the reach rending combo. Yeah, instead of the reach breaching and the extra strength. But it's rough to hit that rend. Yeah. I mean, it's better than a power sword if you're fighting Terminator. It's worse if you're fighting power armor. Yeah. But it's still pretty good if you're like facing a contemptor or even a tank. You can rend a tank. Yeah, that is at least one thing since it's rending instead of breaching. You at least are guaranteed that you're getting the wound through if you're fighting something that's tough enough. But an initiative five might be the bailout you need against something big. Yes. Yeah, it's not unwieldy like the, the chain axe that we read about was, which has the murder strike, which is better, but you are swinging last, so you may not be alive at that point. Um, uh, The phallic blade and probably the chain axe are the two that are the, the best looking to me. Barb hook does have its uses though, and I don't really like the hammer. But... I agree with that. All right. Now these guys have very few units. Again, we're skipping Angron because we'll do those all at some other point when we have a lot of time, which is not today. 
but um, <laughs> does anyone have a particular unit or anything that they want to talk about? So there are they essentially they have three units. They have two in the book, and they have a uh, a legends unit. I will take the red butchers because I adore these. Talk demons. about them. I, um. So red butchers, two fifty points. So. That's the middle, right? It's it's what 220, 250, Those are about right? the normal numbers. Like, yeah, totally some are a little bit under, but that's yeah. about the average. Yeah, yeah, that's the average. So two fifty, which is nice middle ground, um, comes with five models. Uh, they have weapon skill five, but beautiful ballistic skill eh. three. I don't know. What to... <laughs> oh, they could get okay. They could get guns. They can get guns. I was like, they don't. They don't come with guns. Um, strength and toughness four, two wounds, initiative four, two, three attacks normally, leadership six, which doesn't it matters and it doesn't matter, and then a two up save because they're in cataphracti. Yeah. Um their normal war gear is just straight up two power axes. That's it. Uh, they are relentless. They are the ravening madmen rule. So to recap for those who kind of just in a little tiny recap. Ravening, ravening madmen basically means they're always hit on a three, um, but they're minus one strength. It incoming doesn't mean they're in, always hit on uh, a three. They count as weapon oh, skill three. As we weapon skill yeah. three. No, no, it's a big. You know, it you makes are a right very big difference. Big difference because Mechanicum exists now. You're no longer. Yes, that is true. We're all weapon skill three. Yes, I know. Uh, they at are at least uh, at least in the UK you aren't. In the well, US you might be. <laughs> uh, they are fearless. Which is why the leadership does count and doesn't count. The reason I kind of say that is because sometimes against psychic powers um, or concussive weapons, concussive weapons, you need a leadership check. So leadership six does hurt. Like if you're here with a concussive weapon, leadership six is that's not great. Um, but they are fearless, which is good, and they hate everything, which is I love that rule. Um, they can take a legion Proteus carrier um, or a Spartan as a dedicated transport. Um, and each five additional red butchers is 45 points each. They are, they are hefty. You can exchange one power axe for a combi bolter for free. Don't. I don't know why you would ever do that. Don't, don't, don't do that, guys. We very rarely tell people how to build their armies, but like, don't, it doesn't don't do fit that. the don't. theme. Because if you do that, they, for all intents and purposes, well, I don't even care about that. The, 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 the reason you might do it is just so you could use your plastic yes, models. That's what I was going to say. It, that that's the oh, extent God. of the reasons yeah. to do if it. you're doing oh, God, that God. they are looking like the guys out of the box so if your goal is you want to use the guys in the box sure if you want to play the unit the rear you know sort of the way they might be intended no give them give them give them some axes or swap them out for the other weapons that are allowed to does, does the box terminators come with i know they come with some lightning claws yeah yeah they do do they come with do they come with axes at all? Nope. Or no. There's nope. like two swords. Okay. But there are lightning claw options for the unit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and if you were crafty, you could probably take some corn bloodbound arms and make them yeah. fit. Oh yeah, probably. Because they're um, beefy. The devoured, which the captain can take a power fist, chain fist, or thunder hammer. Um, I should point out, by the way, it's each, so you can actually run the 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 champion with double chain fist. I don't know why you would uh, chain. I always forget this. You Is know, it power fist or chain fist that specialist? Power fist. So you could do one chain fist, one and power, power axe, and get yeah. a bonus attack. Exactly. Okay. Good. That's what I was thinking. It's one of like the um, three things in the game that could do that. 
Yeah. Um, you could give a minor a magna. Who cares? And take a please take a grenade harness. Please take not a, if they have, not harness, they have their axes. Um, they power care. axes. Remember, they're initial. Yeah, why do they care? Only if you have the pair of lightning claws, then yes. Which I would recommend, by the way, for this unit. Um, I don't know. It's kind of pricey. Example, it's a fifty-five-point Terminator. Oh yeah, but it's already ten points. It's not ten points each. Ten points in total. No, it's ten points per model. The lightning claws is ten per model. No, no. What I'm, I know, but um, what I'm saying is you're. Wait, all of uh, yeah, but it's ten points for the combo. Like it's it's not ten points each power action replaced. No, of course not. So, a pair of lightning claws is always ten points yeah, no, no, on no, a Terminator no, no. body. Uh, on all the cataphracty, um, that's the that's the cost. Oh, yes. okay. Yeah, but no, you it, remember you get two plus attacks too, so now they're four attacks. Um, at AP three, and I believe lightning claws are rending as yeah, well. They rend on uh, yeah, I, shred, I, shred rending six. Yeah, so I listen. I'm not going to say replace all of them with lightning claws, but I wouldn't hesitate to maybe do one or two in a squad. Um, and if worse comes to worse, he's the first one knowing to die. How, knowing you know how many I mean? attacks they get, because if you do that, your base two attacks, let's say, um, you can then, you know, get two more for rending. Uh, sorry, double lightning claws. You get plus one because let's say you charged, and then plus one because you're a world eater, so you're on six attacks. I think it's worth taking one because if there's people in three up armor that I'm worried about what's going to happen because I have to wait until initiative step one, I have a chance to cut to, yep. to to work on cutting them down. Or if maybe what I'm worried about is, oh, they have some big weapons that also go at initiative one. At least I have an option of maybe hurt putting some wounds through early. Um, remember, I they become strength five it. and you had the warlord in there, yeah. too. I would put it on not the sergeant no. so that it's hitting the squad. Yeah, yeah. Don't put it on the sergeant. Yes, you, I agree. I mean, if he's going to get beat up by someone, then hopefully you're going at the same time as them so you can beat them down as well. Yeah, put it on someone else. But I, I would absolutely change one out. But yeah, no, and if you wanted to take the th Thunder Hammer, send the extra five points on a Power Fist as the offhand weapon and get the bonus attack. Right? Because they're both specialists? Uh, yes, they are. Yeah, Thunder Hammers are special. Oh, wait, is Thunder Hammer special? Oh, no, yeah. I like it. Yeah, it's a really good unit. I mean, it's straightforward. You put them in a Spartan or you put them in a Land Raider, you drive forward, and you poop them out. Yeah. <laughs> like... <laughs> no, they're good. I mean, I, that's going to be sort of a theme to some extent when we look at a lot of their stuff. Yes. Is that it's reasonably straightforward. They excel a lot at what they do. Um, you, you, you know... Maybe at the end we'll talk about fighting against these guys, uh, just the army in general. But all right, um, Steve, do you want to take the other book unit or do you want to take the legends unit? Uh, I'll take the example. Okay, that's, right about that's the name. I said the wrong name. That's fine. All right, so I'll take the rampagers then. All good because they they also have uh, legends with characters. Got it. Okay. Um, so this is the rampager squadron. It's 135 points for five guys. Move seven, so normal there. Weapon skill five, so they got the one extra. Blitz skill, strength, toughness, all fours, but they are two wounds each. Initiative four, they're two or three attacks. Um, the champion obviously gets the extra. He's on the three. Eight leadership for both, so a little bit better leadership than some normal Marines on three-up saves. Um, they get one Kadir weapon, or they get two Phallix blades. They have a bolt pistol, frag and crack grenades, and their normal power armor. Um, they have Furious Charge one. 
They have chosen warriors, so that means any of them can issue. They can chosen warriors. Anyone can issue, right? I know they can accept challenges. Yeah, I know. They accept, I know the accepting part. I wasn't sure about the issue. Yep, okay. They get both, and they're stubborn, so they're essentially going to sit on eights. Um, if there are ten models or fewer, and does not include any models with the Legion Warhawk jump packs, because they have ways to take jump packs, they can take a Proteus. Um, they're twenty-two points each. You can go up to ten more. So Dan's beloved fifteen. Um, they may. I hate that. I hate that. Just make but it ten or twenty. What they want to do is, in general, the additional amount you can usually take on like a power armor style squad is ten extra. So if your squad started at ten, ten more you get the twenty. But if your squad only starts at five, ten more you only get the fifteen. They want it to be very. You know why it annoys me? By the book with that. Not everything fits okay. it, obviously. But that's what I noticed a to lot. To be fair, Forge World does... Yeah, to be fair, Forge World does sell them in packs of five, so I can forgive them. But, like, for shit that, like, it's sold in tens, I would lose my damn mind. You got a lot of things to convert with or do, or do more than one unit. Then it says you have to take one unit. Take two units of ten. Um, the champion can replace his bolt pistol for a plasma pistol, ten points. Um, the champion can change his Kadir weapons for either two lightning claws or for a power fist. I don't think I would. You could make an argument for the Powerfist, maybe, but I don't really know. Um, he can put Artifice or Armor on. Just use the Chain Axe hmm? at that point. I was going to say, take, take the Powerfist, just take the Chain Axe yeah. option. It's no, just almost take, no, no. as good. Take two Phalax Bades. You still rend on a four up. <laughs> and you gain an attack. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if I would swap out the other just take one. Take two Phalax. They, they probably have an option because if you look at the unit on Forge World, I guarantee like one of them has that on him. I'll yeah, look it up. usually I'll that's what it is when you see I, the I They also they can take jump packs up. if they want yep. for ten points a guy. Pricey. Yeah, that is pricey. Is it? It's less pricey than taking your only dedicated option as a land raider uh, Proteus, because these okay. guys can't. Real quick, you want them in an assault vehicle like you wouldn't want to put them in a Rhino. But I like the idea of a cheap transport for a unit that wants to get close, like a worst case scenario. So all they can take is the Proteus for that. Dave, real quick. What are you saying, Dan? Dave, yes. real quick. Um, and I, I, you probably heard my rant on the Myrmidons that I bought. Yeah, they're all on rocks. Forge World you does told the same me about thing. it. You told everyone about no, it. No, 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 no. You forgot the other way. What the do weapon you think five Rampagers are armed with? Know, whatever they want to. One of each weapon. Okay. Well, they're just trying to show off their weapons. Rampagers here, there. Let me take a look at these guys. No, one guy's got two swords. Yeah, that one dude. One dude's one, got two, two swords. swords. They they have blades. all the weapons essentially. Yeah. They have one of each. Yeah. Yep. So if you want a squad of five guys all the same, you get five packs. Yeah. That's what Dan's yeah. like mad about. Yeah. Their blade because the Myrmidons have the same thing happening. Their phallic blades. They're essentially. Uh, use a power sword. There you go. Put a power sword in each hand. Yeah, just a power sword. No one, no one's gonna shoot on you. Yeah, just they're yeah, knuckle dusters, though, which are really yeah, cool. Don't <laughs> don't make them glow. And then to me, it's a phallic blade. There you go. Yeah, and yeah. running for a duelist edge, so they want to be in a challenge, and any of them can take the challenge. Um, Fierce charge is plus one strength on the charge. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yep. So that puts these guys at a, a strength five. If they actually have those blades, the blades were plus one. Yeah. So be strength six, rending on a four up. So against a lot of things, wounding on twos, rending on fours. Yeah, that's honestly, that's I think the way I take them. Plus one attack. Yeah. And yeah, 
not even counting the attacks. Obviously, they get tons and tons of attacks. Um, might be worth having one guy have their um, exorciator chain axe just because it has murder strike, and there's some reasons why you might want that. Um, otherwise, I'd probably take them all with the blades. But there's no bad yeah. option other than and model. I don't know the lash. I'm not a big fan of, but the other ones, all of them are good for various reasons. But since you get a choice, I would probably take most of them with the blades. Maybe a giant chain axe. Yeah, I agree. They... Yeah. Fun fact: I think ten of them run you as much as five ramp. Uh, hold on, one thirty-five, and then twenty-two times five is what? Hundred ten. Yeah. Yeah, one ten. So that's. 240, 245. Yeah, yeah. So 10 of them run you the same as the uh, five terminators. Here's the thing. So now they're um, 245. They don't have jump packs. I kind of feel you got to put them in, in a transport. Uh, now, dedicated yeah. is the Proteus. Obviously, you can put them in something else as long as you're willing to take the slot for it. But I think if, if you don't want these guys walking the way out the field because I don't think they make it. Because I see what well, they can I would do. say Red Butchers, I don't even think they make it. Hmm? <laughs> I don't even think Red Butchers make it under con con concentrated fire. But um, I, for one, um, if you're taking Terminators, I mean, if you're if you're playing a low points game and you gotta keep it cheap, you gotta cheap, keep it cheap. But if you're playing something bigger and kind of have like your one Terminator unit kind of thing, then yeah, I put them in a transport. You need them in something. Get them there. But I feel like these guys need something right. as well. Maybe not the Proteus. Maybe you got a spare Spartan hanging around, or um. I don't know, Dread Claw or something. I you go, I'd want them in something. The Dread Claw would be not be uh, yeah. bad either. That would be. I I thought of it because someone else was talking about it, and when I was looking at comments before mentioning for one of the rights of war, we talked about like they're like uh, they're like oh I think the or like the Cribdis or one of the other ones could work for something we were talking about. I was like oh yeah it would work because it has some of those rules. It's like this that could work as well. The, yeah. yeah. I, I, I would want to put them in something. So they are somewhat they're somewhat cheap. They're not as fragile because they're at least two wounds each. They can do a lot of damage. I would want these guys in something to guarantee they get there. So they can earn me both their points back as well as then just start killing whatever they get in contact with. And I think they'll kill a lot of things. But... Probably the biggest downside of this unit its strength is capping at six, so it's not instant deathing marines unless you get murder strike off with that uh, that chain yeah. axe. If only there was a way to make marines toughness three. Oh wait, we got a unit that does that. Do. So imagine these guys, but they were destroyers. Um, that's what the um, the next yep, unit's gonna go for be. it. All right, so if we go to our exemplary battles of the edge of darkness PDF on page five. We have the World Eater's Red Hand Destroyer Assault Squad. For 115 points, you get a standard Marine stat line with a bonus attack. You get two bolt pistols, a chainsword, frag grenades, crack grenades, and rad grenades, all packaged in power armor. Um, the squad's infantry, their unit leader, the Blood Bonded, is a character. They're obviously going to be World Eaters. They are stubborn with counterattack one. Bearers of the Blood Hand and Ravaging Assault, which are both new rules specifically for the unit. So, Bearers of the Blood Hand. Essentially, this rule just says, if you can charge, you must charge. Simple as that. And then, Ravaging Assault. On a turn that you charge, 
You get a plus one to the number of wounds you inflict when determining who won the combat. Additionally, you get a plus one to any sweeping advance rolls you make. It does not stack with other rules that do similar things, such as Vexillas and I guess anything else that would affect the sweeping advance roll. Um, for weapons, um, well, we can take up to 10 extra guys, so we get Dan's favorite number of 15 models. I know he's very, very excited about that. Um, they can take Warhawk Jump Packs, only 5 points a model, but I feel like the points discount is very much okay just because it's a uh, it's a one moon unit one you know like one moon per model unit so paying half the price for half the durability kind of yeah. that's okay in my book um any ravager may replace a chainsword with one of those weapons meteor hammer excoriator chain axe yeah, Kadare weapons yeah Kadare weapons i forgot how we agreed to pronounce it for a second at a 15 points per model ooh that's kind of pricey but you don't have to do it on all of them. So you could do like, you know, like half the squad has these awesome weapons, half the squad's just chilling. And then for every five models, one can replace a bolt pistol with a missile launcher with suspensor weapon, rad missiles, or a thunder hammer, which means you could actually have a thunder hammer and twin uh, phallic blades and get a bonus attack on the thunder hammer. But that's. Uh, that's 35 no. points. I don't know if I no, really don't do like that. <laughs> that that's much. a lot of points. No, stop it. Bad. Um, the unit leader can take a power weapon, power fist, lightning claw, or thunder hammer. The unit, the unit leader can take artificer armor, as well as up to three phosphex bombs and melt bombs. So, the so the they're... Oh my god, they take three yeah. phosphex bombs? I mean, that's just what destroyers do. Yeah. So so they're a more expensive Mortalis. And then if you put jump packs on them, they're a more expensive assault destroyer assault squad. But for that extra bit, um, they all have kind of, one, you don't have bitter duty, so that can be useful. Um you That's have true. and you have your special rules like your uh ravaging assaults. Bears will blend in, so you have to be charging. Makes sense. You probably want to. You have less options overall for what kind of things you can do with them, but you can take more Phosphex, because both the other units can only take one Phosphex bomb. And you can have a Thunder Hammer yeah. as a 1 in 5. That's really And your special nice. weapons, which is is a very worthwhile yep. thing to look at as well. And also Melt-A-Bombs, because I don't think either squad naturally can take a Melt-A-Bomb. I have it open. I don't see it. Um, Mortalis, the full unit, could take Melt-A-Bomb. Oh, yeah. yeah, there it is for 25 points, yes. It's, oh, it's yeah, for both of them. My apologies. Yeah, it's 25 points for the full here. unit yeah. on both of them. I like this unit. I think that the counterattack works well with world leaders because just in case you somehow don't make a charge, you're still getting extra attack, which is just nice to have. Um, you're not going to be able to charge everything. So. Rag raids are fun. Your opponent's going to yeah, get charges sure. on you. Um, with this unit, I kind of like the Meteor Hammer again just because now it's causing instant death. And it has um, reach for the bonus initiative. So that's kind of interesting. And it's not, yeah, okay. I would do like one in there for fun. And then, of course, you're going to have Phallic Blades because you're, you're going to have Phallic Blades. I don't think um, you put two to three Meteor Hammers you, you because could. of the instant death. Yeah, but the problem is you're not hitting the APs yeah. you want to hit. Remember it. True. But well, well, let's see. So they get the, the so Meteor again, Hammers get two plus two strengths. Yeah, so now you're strength six. Oh, because you have the rag grenades. Yeah, you're right. My apologies. I was thinking about that. Yep. Yeah. 
which works on either end yeah. of an assault, either being assaulted or assaulting. Okay. So. Yeah, but they get four attacks on the charge. <sighs> Wait, did they get five because they have two bolt pistols? Yes. Well, no, because these are all specialist we- uh, two-handed weapons. Oh, unless they're okay. unless you're using their chain swords, which are really just chain yeah, axes in disguise. Yeah. Um, um, but they also get counterattack. Don't forget, Dan. So when they get yeah, charged, no. get a bonus attack too. So they'll still have four attacks when they get charged, and five when they do the charging. And that's with a meteor hammer. Ah, that's with the, the chainsaw, not the meteor hammer. Well, what I'm saying with a meteor hammer, four, yeah. meteor no. hammer, four attacks no. each. I think you'd get two or three of them. Yeah, four attacks to meteor hammer each on the charge. On the charge. On the charge. Only on the charge. Yes. And breaching five up. So if you roll that five, you're just crushing enemy vets. Or even Terminators? Yeah. I have same category in my head. Yeah. I I like it. I'd I'd probably... This is the only time where I'd say the meteor hammer might be better than the Thalax blades. I don't know if i go that far. But I definitely think it's a lot more viable in this unit. Or hell, screw okay, here we are. Screw the meteor hammer. Just go oh no, it's AP three. Never mind. I was gonna say give him the uh the axe, but the axe is AP three. The meteor hammer's AP four. The axe is still interesting. No, but I thought the axe is AP two. That's why. Okay. You don't want to give up the, ah. the timing with your unwieldy. The... Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I would just be careful because these guys are gonna get real cool expensive squad. real fast. And the... Yes, that's why you do one or two models with it and then have a bunch of just yeah. bodies filling space. And they're they're gonna. And it's funny because card. I want to point out we say body filling space. We just realize that these fucking bodies have chain axes, four attacks, five attacks on the charge with chain axes. So they're already hitting strength five, five attacks each. Shred. True. But like, keep in mind they have to get there. It's... <laughs> True. I know, but it's funny. We're like we just casually throw in bodies, and I'm like, yeah, but this body on the charge gets five attacks at strength five or shred. That's. <laughs> I mean, that's going to be one of the so things just, we're going to talk about for people who are listening. To do if you want to, if you have to deal with these guys the way you deal with them is you need to be able to shoot people down if they're not in a transport yeah you know unless you're taking a bigger squad there's a very good chance they're not going to make it unless you unless the opponent you're going against yep. is pushing guys forward. another way to look at this is for three points more than a base uh no eight points more than assault marine yeah. that's kind of pricey yeah i mean it, it Eight points for a bonus attack and rad grenades. I mean, that feels that feels worth it to I, me. That's like I said, because they don't opinion. get bitter duty like the yeah. other destroyers okay. do. But you're losing scoring. That's the downside. You're losing. The it scoring. matters in like two missions. They I'm can't not worried score. It doesn't really matter to me. It matters in one mission of progressive scoring, and in the other mission you have to so, survive so it still to matters the end of the game. There, yeah. So. They don't score, but for the dead. other ones, not. I'm not too concerned mm-hmm. with the, the scoring part. I'm just worried these yeah. guys, if they don't have either the jump packs or something else, they're just not going to make it. And you're going to invest up on. I have yet to pl- have a scoring. Yep. You have yet to do what now? I said I have yet to add a score. I have yet to add a line unit to my army because remember I have cybernetica, so I can make all the cybernetic robots line. But I want to play with my new shit. Um, still have yet to add line. It hasn't hampered me. Although yet. for. for- yeah. And to be fair, well, I was going to say, to be fair, back in the last edition, Cybernetic was never line, and it still didn't hamper me. If you're dead, so, I don't have to worry about having line. Just keep. Yeah, that, exactly. Honestly, this game needs, I would, you know, we need to do progressive scoring missions. That's what will make the game really shine. 
But we can talk about mission structures another time. You say that, but you haven't fought Fury of the Legion in a progressive okay. well, So <laughs> here's the thing, though. Okay, there's one thing that I don't want to fight against it. I'll play it once. If someone wants to do that again, bringing a, a really messed up list, so I'm not going to play. There you go. You know. You call me over and no, I take no, over. No, tell, I'll no I'm just not going to play. <laughs> that simple. All right, so let's get mm. back to the book for their one character there, and then we'll leave the book for the very last two characters. Oh, I'll take, oh I'm it. taking him. Oh, I love this dude. Uh, and I'm going to apologize to the listeners, only because I do have to dip into the Primarch with him. Only for a weapon, though. You could just All talk right? about so just, the weapon. You don't have to we're not talking about the Primarch. Yep. Okay. Yeah, you'll see why in a second. So, Karn the Bloody. 175 points, bunch of titles, for very good reasons. He is move 7, weapon skill 7. He's a very good weapon skill. Ballistic skill 5, strength and toughness 4, 3 wounds. Uh, initiative 5 at 4 attacks, leadership 10, and 2 up save. He's got the Cutter, a Plasma Pistol, Frag and Krakenades, Artificia Armor, and Iron Halo. He is Relentless, Independent Character, Master of the Legion. He has Rampage 3. So to our listeners, a reminder, Rampage 3 means that if you are numbered in combat, you get the bonus attacks listed on your pro- on the, in the brackets. So if he's outnumbered, he becomes 7 attack. Um... Jeez. Uh, Precision Strikes 4 Up, Traitor, and Warlord Trade Savage Assault. He has an option to replace the Cutter for Gore Child for 35 points. And I'm good. The reason I'm, I will not talk about that yet, but you pay the 35 points and you give him Gore Child. A thousand percent. A hundred thousand. We'll get to it in this. Warlord Trade, Savage Assault. Probably, I dare say, probably one of the strongest Warlord Trades in the game. Um, no enemy unit may declare a reaction against a charge made by a unit that includes Karn the Bloody unless the unit targeted by the charge includes a model with the Primarch unit type. In addition, you get an additional advanced reaction during the movement phase. And that was not me misreading it. If Karn is in the unit, you do not get a reaction to his charge. You cannot overwatch. You cannot set to defend. Which is... Disgusting. You also can't do your legion specifics. You just take it. You just take it. No reactions. Definitely high up there on the probably one of the most powerful advent, uh, warlord traits. Now, his weapon, which I don't give a shit about because I'm going to talk about Gore Child in a second, but his weapon <laughs> is the cutter at strength plus one, AP three, melee, shred, rending four up, murderous strike six up. Okay, that's neat. Who cares? You pay 35 points, and you give this guy Gore Child. Gore Child is plus one strength, same thing, AP2, specialist weapon, armor bane, murderous strike, three up, shred. I mean, I know when it's worse. When Ankron's on the field, so you don't have a choice? No, when you're fighting a dreadnought. No, you, murder strike does not auto-wound. Strike does not auto-wound. No, 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 but it... so. His, if you're um, fighting a dreadnought, it's worse. Very true. That, but, I mean, that's, that's like the only situation. Yeah. But yeah, pretty much. I found the one the one time you don't want to do it. But yeah, no, it's it's absolute insanity. You pay 35 points, give him Gore Child. You run him into a squad. Now I'm going to warn you ahead of time because this happened to my friend who plays the World Leaders. He does not have Where's Eternal not? Warrior. So if you're going to run him in a squad and you're going to charge Terminators 
You better make absolutely 1,000% certain that you murder every single Terminator. Because if Power Fist come in, Karn only has a four-up save. He's yeah, actually he best outside challenge. of a challenge because he gets those yes. precision strikes. For oh, no, 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 no. He was outside. He charged um, 10 Emperor's ch- charge, not got charged. He charged um, 10 Emperor Children Terminators in, in Indominus. And him and, like, I think it was a couple of other dudes, and they just got... He killed, like, seven Terminators. But, yeah. Yeah. It was quite funny to see. Um... But you know he's he's exactly what he sounds like. You you yes, he's a blunder. He's a yeah. He does he does the damage. Either weapon you give him is great. Um, I get yeah. The cutter is great against dreadnoughts because rending four up, and if you get the six up, it's also murder strike and rending. So that's really nice. Um, but honestly, I was just running with Gore Child. Strength plus it's it's a plus one strength AP two at initiative. Shred murder strike three up. Wait, Armor Bane. Armor Bane lets you what? Reroll. Reroll wounds, same as Shred. If you're going against the vehicle, oh, okay. is where that would maybe do you something. But he, your goal oh, there is not to hit. Is not going against vehicles. That's not his goal. Yeah. yeah. But he'll kill he that will. Rhino real good. Actually, <laughs> and with that, He's, I, I still think you give him Gore Child. Um, I think he's modeled with Gore Child. Hold on, now, now I gotta look at Karn. Questions, do you know what the other weapon oh, looks Forge. like? Well, it stopped working. Yeah, because I have Angron up. I was, cause I, was, I was gonna talk about how cool Angron looks, but uh, here, there's Karn. Like I, he might come with two weapons, though. Let me see. Here. I mean, it's, it's gonna be a chain child. axe, or it's gonna yeah, that's be the thing. a they, chain They're both cha- they're chain axes. Yeah. They're both chain weapons, so yeah. it's like... Okay, so it's I mean, have, a... have you seen Fulgrim's sword move <laughs> around between himself and uh, Lucius? Oh no! So it does say it comes goes with, the same sword. It comes with the cutter, or it comes with Gore Child. It actually does come. It says in the description, but it looks in the picture. That's the cutter, like a really the cutter. This is going to shock you guys. The cutter is a chain axe. It said it. I you just didn't you read that this. part in the rules. <laughs> yeah, it says uh, it counts oh, as is a it chain really? weapon. Oh, you right. missed that part. Oh, wonderful! Yeah, so it is a chain axe. Funny enough, but um, you know, point point him to enemy and charge. Man, the no reaction to his charge, though, is yeah. nuts. I mean, Gorchild having armor bane does mean, I mean, you're at plus one strength. He's at strength five. You could actually hurt some bigger vehicles. You know, you you get an extra D6. So, like, he could hurt a vehicle. Not his goal, but he could. But no, Gorch, if if you haven't brought Angron, I would take Gorchild. He, he Wait, could saw Legion Typhon in half. Is it armor yes. bane 2D6? Take an extra. Yeah, you get an extra D6. Mm-hmm. Oh, I see what you're saying. Oh. I was thinking that, yeah, exactly, two, yeah. you rolled. Yeah, everyone easy. gets one, so yeah, you no, get the extra. So you actually could hurt some bigger vehicles. <laughs> and he's he's, he's, he's cheap. Definitely cool. scared. And then Gorchild's only 35, so because he's, what, 175? So, yeah, so you're looking at 210. So Gorchild is 210. 210 for all, that's good. It's not bad. I'll go better than Dan rather yeah. than saying not bad. I will say it one is good. One Karn or one Land Raider? All right, are we good with Karn? I do wish, the only thing that I wish is that they had given him very similar rules to what he used to have in 40k, for Karn, uh, for anyone who didn't play 40k, Karn's rule at one point, I don't know what it is now, it's probably something else now, his rule before was he didn't miss, because he like hits on, he would be able to like hit on like twos, 
but any ones he rolls, he would hit his own unit because, you know, corn doesn't care from where the blood flows. So if he doesn't hit the enemy, he hits his own unit. So he would never miss. That would have been cool. But well, here's the reason why they didn't do that. This is before oh, he's carned he hasn't gone full nuts yet. This is this is well beyond he's burned yes. down the entire camp. To be fair, he's also the twice unslain. So there's been a. There's yeah. been attempts. Uh, he's a full on nut still. All right. Um, good. Actually, fuck so, Little on side note, Horus Heresy. He's not actually as crazy. Um, he's actually one of the more calmer world leaders. Um, <laughs> That's not saying much, though. Ironically, he's a little bit. No, I know true, but he's one of the more thinking men. He's one of the more thinking man ones. He's a thinking which man's is murderer. Kind of cool. Okay. Yes, exactly. Right. Uh, I guess maybe I'll take the. Do you care which one you do, Steve, for the other two? If not, I'll just take the next guy. All right. I'll take Shad Brandar. Some of these names. I don't like some of these names. My name's kind of dumb. That's okay. Um, So 140 points for this guy. So this is out of the Legacies uh, PDF that Games Workshop put out. So move seven, weapon skill six, plus skill five. So good stats there. Strength, toughness four. He's got three wounds, of course. Um, For his points, that's what you expect. He's initiative four. He's got three attacks. Nine leadership and two up save because he's in artificer armor. He's got a bolt pistol, uh, the liberator, which we'll go into what that weapon is in a moment. He's got a refractor field and frag crack grenades. He's, of course, an independent character. He has a six up feel no pain, which is something. Uh, he's actually the first one we've seen who has base feel no pain. For people going as crazy and so uh, non concerned with themselves, I'm kind of surprised that wasn't something they got a little bit more of. Rage two. He is actually a loyalist, uh, headhunter, and his warlord trait is the is bloody handed, which was one of the ones we talked about before. So he is with that one, bloody handed. Is that the one we really liked? I forget the names of which ones. Nope, blood. Uh, oh no, it's not listed here. That must be further down. Did I just not go to his page? Oh no, that's one of the base warlord traits, isn't it? Yes, bloody handed okay. is the base. I'll, I'll pull it up on my um, book. And he can take a. Warhawk jump pack for 20 points if he wants. So uh, we'll go through what he has. He has Headhunter. Oh, if you have it, go for it. Oh. Yeah. You want me to read Bloody Handed? Yeah, no, I have it in the It's in the mechanical book. It's funny. Uh, so basically, uh, in combat, or at least one friendly model within 12 inches of a unit, or a combat which includes this warlord, gains a bonus of plus one to the number of wounds caused for the okay. purposes of combat resolution, and you get yeah. an additional. Okay, right, so it's the extra combat mm -hmm. res. All right, so he's got Headhunter. While fighting in the Man. challenge, his attacks gain breaching four up special rule. Um, so it's not auto wound, Oof. but if he is wounding there, at least he's doing it at AP two, which is useful. Um, his weapon, though, so the liberator is a chain weapon for all rules there that matter. It's a plus one strength, so he's swinging base strength five. His melee shred it's breaching on a six and brutal two. So if you're in a challenge. Essentially, you have a plus one strength weapon that's going to be breaching on a four. For most things you're going against, because you're probably facing a space marine, you're looking at toughness four, you're now breaching on a four, you're wounding on threes, but getting AP two on four ups and is a brutal two, which is actually really, really good. Um, it's got his five up, say, five up invul, six up feel no pain, which is pretty good. Only concern is you'd have to see when he's in the challenge he gets a really nice benefit and his weapon isn't unwieldy 
the big thing you'd have to watch there is what are you fighting against? So you just have to roll. Hmm? Yeah, you have to hope to roll four ups. Like most sergeants are pretty much equipped yeah. with power fists at this point. Like that's been that's the most common thread. So hope is it refractor you roll five your four up? But if you do roll your four up, refractor's a five. No, 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 refractor's a five. No, no, what I'm saying is most, most sergeants he'll go against in a challenge have a power fist, so he's going to go before them. Just hope uh, you roll the breaching well, four up, because then if you do, it's brutal. Yeah, too. well, even then, it, I don't even necessarily care about the brutal too so much for that moment if I'm thinking about fighting your sergeant with the power fist, because he's probably one wound anyway. All I have to do is at least connect at the four up. Well, I meant like two wound terminators too, but, like two wound yeah. terminators. Well, no, yes, yes, in your difference. Terminators, yes, yeah. it's going to make a, a a very big difference there. I was thinking about guys outside Terminator armor. When it's in Terminator armor, I think you got to be a lot more careful of when you want to put a guy into a challenge. Like, you better have been charging. Um, if you did all that, you'd be sitting on five attacks. Your weapon skill hopefully beats theirs out, unless they're a special Terminator that... Actually, no, you're on a six. You should beat them out no matter what. Um, And you know at least you have Shred. So you have Shred on a Breaching 4-up. You're probably only wounding them on 3s, so your 1s and 2s you get another roll at, which I like. I'd rather the weapon not be huge strength because I want to actually get to re-rolls re in there to try to get my 4-ups. So Benyur's hoping they fail their 4-ups or potentially 5-ups, depending on what they have. Um, he, I mean, he can take a jump pack, so he might not be bad with one of the, with the even with the other one we talked about, the Destroyer or Assault Squad, if you want to put jump packs on them. If that's the way you want to get across the board. And he mm -hmm. now becomes insta-kill. No, no, he doesn't insta-kill. Sorry. Rag grenade still do much. No. I thought it was plus two strength. But still, that's it. Now he's wounding on twos. So maybe... well, I'm just think about where there's good spots to put him. Oh, because then you're yeah. missing more shreds. Yeah, yeah I can more see shreds. That. Yeah, that might not be quite as good. But at least having that, or maybe he can go with a, just a normal assault squad. Better against the dread. It works against the dread. It hurts against yeah. regular infantry. It's an interesting, interesting spot to be. Yeah. yeah. One forty though no. is not no, he's, bad he's, he's at all. Pretty cheap. No. I'd field him. I'd field him if I if I have a loyalist army. I would absolutely be putting together a model for this guy. Or one one sixty. If you get him the jetpack, that's yeah. Still not to bad. have that jump pack, that's I, I kind of like him that way because then you can have a pretty good character going with one of your jump pack units as world leaders. I kind of you're going to have him. He's just short of a praetor. I think you should. All right, last guy. All right, this one's fun. Galan Surlock. He's 150 points for um, weapon skill 6, ballistic skill 5, strength, toughness 4, 3 wounds, initiative 5 of 3 attacks, leadership 9, save 2 up. So that is going to be your um, Centurion stat line with an extra wound for good measure. Um, he's got Artificer Armor. A needle pistol. No, you don't. don't see many of those nowadays. A uh, Narthaceum flesh ripper, which is his um, personal weapon. An iron halo and frag and crack grenades. He's a unique character, world eater. He has Master of the Legion. He's an independent character with bitter duty, sacred trust, traitor, and a personal warlord trait, abhorrent augmentations, which is. Um, so, if he's your warlord, you can choose up to three tactical squads or despoiler squads in any combination to have the abhorrent augmentations performed upon them. 
they gain the bitter duty rule and the bonus strength, but they lose a ballistic skill. Oh, boo-hoo. And lose Heart of the Legion. Okay, that's a little upsetting. And they lose the line subtype. Yeah, okay, it's a trade. And you get an extra moving phase reaction. But if you get that paired with the chain axe, they're now strength six, which is pretty nice. That's they lose okay. Lied. And Heart of the Legion. So they're not hitting that four up feel no pain. They'll be sitting oh, at a five up. Because he doesn't have a North to see him. Mm. Mm-hmm. But he wouldn't be able to go with them anyway. For those curious. Bitter duty. Correct. True. Correct, but you can't like um, throw an apothecary in there and yeah. have a four up because they're now bitter duty. I have no idea why he has sacred trust. It's because yeah. he's an apothecary. Do all the apothecaries have that? No, he is like a uh, the man. big guy. What's it called? The um, primus. Yes, yeah. the primus. Primus. Primus medicare. Is... Yes. Oh, okay, because all it is is failed. Uh, it will not die rolls, and I was like, okay, which like nothing has. Okay, but it's there. But it's there. All right, and his weapon. Um, I like you. Oh, yeah. oh yes, and his weapon. Sorry, um, it's a power weapon. He gets a bonus strength, AP two, melee, unwieldy, and shred. So Ooh, you're not it's, taking for the weapon. It's like a powered up Alex. phoenix. It's not it's bad. The un the unwieldy hurts, but it it's not. Power. I mean, it's nice. Shred is nice. I mean, you, you're taking him for that warlord trait. That's what you're doing it for. And I do like that. Yeah. And potentially a bitter duty unit with feel no pain is fun. Like if you really what love destroyers. 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 What's it? Oh, okay. Yeah. And more attacks. Oh, yeah. okay. Well, He'd be a lot of fun in Iron Hands with their special unit. Too bad yeah. he's a uh, world leader. I mean, I... I... Less I, cool I like this guy than the last dude. The, la- the last dude is really—he's a nice utility piece. You know, he's what was he? He was 140 points. He can get a little bit more expensive when put a jump pack. He kind of go just about anywhere. He can do a decent job. This guy won. He is Master of the Legion. The last guy was not. So if you're not bringing a Master of the Legion, otherwise, if you kind of were cheaping out, wanted to bring one HQ, maybe you want to bring a bunch of several Consolaris and all. Which they had no special consularis, but he can at least open up your rights of war for you. And I mean, if if you're bringing, hmm? and one of them actually pairs nicely yeah. with that sacred said, trust, he, he, um, crimson path grants it will not die. So yeah. you actually do get to use it, and he, he can you know, he can give extra strength to say your despoiler squads. I, I don't care about it for tactical squads. That doesn't sound. Uh, you know, any fun to me, but putting on your despoiler squads, I said now you're essentially swinging strength six, getting that extra strength. We talked about before how good that warlord trait was that gave you the extra. I can just give it to these units. And you already have the extra strength yeah. from the chain axe. So you're straining at strength. Yeah, that's just it. And shred. Yeah, yeah. On twos, on twos, which are, yeah. Na- now shred. it feels like they can really get some work done. And I don't care about the ballista skill because they had a bolt pistol. Mm-hmm. I was probably not going to fire it because then you're going to, you know, reaction shoot me back. I don't think I've shot many pistols this so far this edition. So Sacred Trust will only yeah. work on himself and only in a specific right of war. Because the units he could join because of his yes. bitter duty all have one wound each. Oh, okay. 
I just had to do a quick like check on it will not die and all the other stuff. Uh, I mean, it, it's 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 cute, but it, it's, it's not, not a make or break. Thought. No, I like I like what Dave said about the I like what Dave said about the despoilers. Despoilers can take its um, no. jump packs. Can as soon they, as you no? do that, no. then you are an assault uh, uh, destroyer squad. No, no, no. Yes, the despoilers are the troops unit. Yes, they're assault marines. Oh yes, they walk. yes, yes. Yeah, they're walking assault marines. My apologies. Yes. You're thinking of Destroyers, which is the unit that yes. actually has Bitter Duty built in. Oh, okay. This would be great if you could pick a veteran squad, but you can't. I'm not saying it's amazing. I mean, I think if you're taking characters, I think Karn is probably the number one. But to me, this guy, I would put him second because of what he can do. He, I like characters that really change what you do, not just characters that kind of fit nicely. He really changes up what you're going, what you could do with this army. And I really like that. All right. Why don't we get to final thoughts on what might be the, sh- depending how long this goes, might be the shortest episode we've done so far on any Legion. Uh, Dan, final thoughts. Let's start with you. I mean, they're straightforward and they work. Like, okay. So I've, I've again, I, we have two local people who play world eaters. Um, and, and I've played against them multiple times in first edition and now in second edition with the new player. And I mean, yeah, I'm, sure. I'm skewed because I played Mechanicum, but I'll put it this way: what saves me is my usually my high toughness, and because they only have a three up save. So usually, what saves me is my high toughness. World leaders terrify the living shit out of me because, uh, oh, sorry, my high toughness and large amount of wounds. World leaders terrify the shit out of me because they get the extra strength usually on the uh, from the warlord, and they have so many damn attacks. That already shred that I only have a three up save. I'm still gonna take a shit ton of wounds, which has happened every single time I played. Um, and of course, my robots are only weapon skill three, now weapon skill four. So they're hitting me on threes. So I could only, only imagine if that's what they do against my robots, what they do actually against like normal powered space marines. You know what I mean? Because if my toughness and my wounds are the only thing that save me, and they just kind of go, okay, here's 60 attacks that get to re-roll their wounds. I'm still taking like 30 saves and I'm wiping out a squad. So I can only imagine what happens if they just hit like a normal tactical squad, you know? Um, so yeah, I love them. They, this is a really cool legion. Um, and I still want to try Blood Hunger with the Contemptor because that's stupid hilarious. That is but top tier, like, Awesome. The fact that the Contemptor heals himself as he kills. Um, but yeah, no, I love Steve, these guys. About, these are yeah, great. Any final thoughts? Um, I, their special units are just fun. Um, tactically, when using them, actually, I do want to mention this. Um, you want some fast units just to kind of herd things into place. Probably the biggest threats to a World Leader's list are um, copious firepower, especially when that gets to Overwatch. And um, withdraw movements because it makes it harder to actually get that charge off. So what you can do is take a fast-moving unit that can fly, such as a land speeder. That's one that I've heard worked pretty well for people. And just throw it behind an enemy squad. Like, just behind them so they can't really advance towards it. And then you have another squad move up and kind of pincer movement them. Um, it's one of those legions where you have to set up the charges. But once you do, the, like the reward is so direct and obvious. Yeah, 
this overall is probably the most it's very fitting for this but it's the most single-minded legion that we've looked at they want to assault they want to be in close combat everything that they have in every way every rule i, I mentioned in the beginning like emperor children okay a lot of their stuff points in the close combat but they can do shooting they, they have stuff for that they have some special units for it. like there's options there like everything here is pure close combat that is what these guys are going to excel at having said that as, as steve mentioned there is difficulties in that you have to get there and the way you get there is making sure your opponent doesn't you know shoot your squads down horribly either by having some of your own firepower or maybe by having protection for your units transports whether they be dedicated or not ideally things you can assault out of um we talked about some of the other rights of war this would be a great spot for some of those other rights of war we'll look at theirs shortly but some of the other rights of war where it gives you transport abilities and all of that but um I know from what I've seen, like I said, one of the biggest issues, if someone shoots well and you're trying to run across the board, the question is, are you going to have enough left? If it's a big enough game, you probably should. But I think these guys struggle and they might, they could potentially be a, a little bit more demoralizing to play as in smaller games because usually in smaller games, losses shooting i think is more important in smaller games and losses stack up faster because you don't have as much or oh you're going to assault me you're only going to get one assault because you only have like four units and they're the only assaulting in okay so i know i get to shoot them like you want to be able to mass things you don't want to go at people piecemeal if you can as many assaults as you can get off in one turn the better because they're only going to be able to react so much even if they have bonuses then you know you, you don't want your opponents to be able to dictate it said fast land spirit something that corrals people in so but i i they they're cool and they're they have a very nice look um with the sort of the, the white with the blues and all I, I think that's a very a very good look for them you could play a very clean or these guys play exceptionally well by dirtying up your paint scheme a lot of blood a lot of mud and everything like that so I think you can have a lot of fun with actually how you paint these guys. Though if you hate whites or off-whites, it might be a little bit rough. Although you can hide a lot of um, imperfections with your washes and all to dirty them down. And the nude mm -hmm. ones GOB put out recently are really good for making this a very pain-light process. Um, the new Soul Blight Gray is a great overall wash for white. And then take the new non oil just in the recesses, and it works out pretty well for a straightforward white scheme. Zenithal priming is also your friend. Start with the dark gray, mm -hmm. and then do white from overhead. Um, just a couple of tips to kind of get that working. Because I did do um, so, I'm gonna ask fifteen very, these guys for a demo list. I'm gonna ask a controversial, opinionated no. question here. Are you ready? Do you prefer the world eaters with a light blue? trim or a darker blue trim trim yeah. you mean secondary color um dark secondary blue, I think color, contrast yeah, yeah. better um so the ones that i painted i think are perfect which is a mix of palisar okay. blue and ultramarine blue okay the the two contrasts no i know i use them it's all a right, it's right. a medium color with medium um vibrancy so it's funny because i Tend and does not insult anyone who painted this way. Don't worry, your stills look beautiful. Probably, 
Um, I never liked, and this is just me personally, I never liked the lighter blues on Forge Worlds. Um, it's the same reason I never liked, like, the, uh, I, for those who, like, know how GW does their corn demons, like their blood letters, I do not like that obnoxious bright blood angels red. For the same reason, I don't like this, like, kind of obnoxious baby blue. I kind of wanted a little bit darker. You tend to do pretty dark schemes, though. Um, and, and pretty much everything. You go yes, very dark. Yes, I do. Um, the ogres were the only time yeah, but I that's because most of it. You skin. saw the ogres right on uh, Friday. Yeah, and fur, and no, I did the clothing. The clo- oh, you haven't seen like the actual ogres. Um, the clothes yeah. are like yellow well, and that's greens, very fitting with red dots ogres. and stuff. I, I just, yeah. I prefer the dark, the bit of a darker blue because I, I think it contrasts better. But I don't dislike the lighter colors. I don't dislike it, but I prefer it the other way. Oh, I like Steve just posted his pictures uh, as we were talking. Uh, yeah, no, I like that. In fact, so I like it better than the Forge World, Steve. I still would want it like darker. <laughs> yeah. You're a strange man. I love dark skin. Like I remember, I grew up with freaking so Blanche. Like, and, um, like most of the people did. Signed, well, I, I have a signed. True, I have a signed art book that I always forget the damn name of the person. My I want to say it's yeah. Jess Goodwin. Um, but it's like a signed art book. Which book? If you ever look at his stuff, it's just like, it's not Blanche level, but it's like, it's still very, very dark. And like his Mechanicus stuff is just disgustingly, just awful to look at in a good way. Um, that's why, that, that's why I get inspired from That's why. But you yeah, know, it's people do light blue. It's fine. I don't care. I also just still noticed uh, flipping through the Fortro website that Karn, uh, he goes in barehanded in the battle. Yes, he does. Yes. Wait, no, wait, what? He's so yeah. swole, the armor just won't fit. Oh, yeah, he always, yeah, I forgot, yeah. That's the same thing on the 40K mod. I've always wondered that. I had to look that up. Um, yeah, no, it's the same in 40K oh. as well, which is always funny. Another fun tidbit about the World Ears. They are the primary users of the Serum Pattern Helm, which really? is... Almost Mark Seven. I did not know that. Yup. Neat. Yeah, because the Serum pattern weapons were made on. Um, I'm blanking on the Forge World. It's the one that um the good doggos come from. Well, the evil doggos. Um. Uh, Audax. A... Yes. Forge World. Oh no! I talked yes. about them when we did the Titanicus episode. Ah, it feels like so many years ago. But yes, um, like three months. Um, yeah, they do the Saren pattern helms. Like that's oh, something that they that. have more of than other. They, they have all the helms, but they're the ones that are most known for the Saren pattern helm. Yeah. And their veterans yeah. actually have the bunny ears some of the time. The red butchers look really nice too. I will put like I like the integrated chain fist that they do, and I freaking love their power axes and like their helmets. I think their helmets are. Wait a minute. Hold on a second. Are those the new are those... ones or the old ones? No, no. The 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 the, 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 the red le- red butchers. But hold on. Are is that helmet? Are those the nails? Up, the helmets the helmet? essentially only the front and the sides. I know it doesn't cover yeah, like, the top. The That's the idea. Top of the helmet. To me. Oh no! It's a symbol. I see how they painted it. It's not the nails. It's like the world eater symbol. Okay. Okay. Um, I have to look at the painted ones to check. 
I thought that was the nails coming out the helmet. I was like, whoa, that's pretty cool. No, it's not. Um, but yeah, no, I love the angular helmets. Very gladiatorial looking. Those power axes look beefy. But the chain axe, in my opinion, the, the chain fist, the way it's just integrated into the thing, is just so great. All right. I think that will do it for us tonight for World Eaters. And that'll do it for us tonight. Uh, for the next episode plan is to continue going through the legions as well that would put us to ultramarines next um as well as to go back and do more of the rights of war we've recorded most of the ones from the past i'm still in the process of editing those we have recorded most of them but we still have some that we haven't done in particular the dark angels we haven't done yet because we know that's going to be almost an episode onto itself which is how many they have and our comparisons we want to be able to make so we'll be getting to that. As always, though, thank you, anyone and everyone who does listen. As I mentioned at the beginning, you know, if you are enjoying the content, subscribing, liking, all that kind of stuff really does help us out. Um, if you want to reach out to us, email is currently still the best way, as I still work on a few other things. That's terrainkickersnj at gmail.com. Or you can post up anything on terms of the YouTube. I do go through those. All of us actually do. But I'm the one who uh, controls the actual account. But the others post in as well. So if you have any thoughts, questions, comments that you want to leave, we have plenty of ways to get a hold of us. All right. Well, until next time, have some good hobby and some great gaming.